Christmas Eve, 1945, in the small town of Fayetteville, West Virginia, a family settles in for the night. Nine of the ten children of the family are home and everyone is in good spirits. They've spent the evening enjoying each other's company and watching the three youngest girls play with toys their older sister had given them as a surprise earlier that day. While the rest of the family goes to bed, the three youngest girls ask to stay up a bit later to play with their new toys. Their mother, Jenny, allows us, but only on the condition that two of their older brothers stay up with them and they finish their chores before going to bed. The story after this is full of suspicion, strange coincidences, and for this unsuspecting family, tragedy. This was the last night and the precious last moments the Sauter family would ever share with these five children. Our story today takes place in West Virginia in 1945 Christmas Eve. An Italian immigrant and successful businessman is... I just read this. <laughs> Dude! Yeah. <laughs> Goochers episode two! Hello and welcome to Goochers. This week we're going to be talking about the Solder Children disappearance tragedy mystery. What's your name? My name's Jake. My name's Carter and I'm wearing a tight shirt. Every I... shirt Carter wears is tight. You can see his nipples like half of the time. It's he's cold. like He's like Jennifer Aniston from Friends except you don't want to ever approach him in an alleyway. And I'm Clinton. Um, and, uh, we just want to thank you for listening in to the second episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the first. It was pretty sensual. Um, and remember to follow us on Instagram at Goochers Podcast, Twitter at Goochers Podcast. Feel free to email us opinions or just to talk shit at Goochers Podcast at gmail.com. And I promise for every email you send us, I will send you one saucy pick of Carter. That's what's up. Just a few ideas for the emails. Send us drink ideas, like beers, stuff like that. Um, send us your like creepy stories, creepy music, stuff yeah. like that. Just pretty much anything. Anything you want us to talk about, if you got if you got saucy pics of your own, you should not send those to us because we're going to respond with our own saucy picture. You can find Carter. my own email if you want to send saucy pics at sluttypodcaster at gmail.com. Yeah, I probably, it's like <laughs> hotbod420 at gmail.com. Anyway, <laughs> so today we're talking about the Sodder Children. Um, the source material we're using is The Missing Solder Children by Dorothy Miles, some Wikipedia articles by Stacey Horn, and just some podcasts that we found online. But not like, I don't know. I like to think that we took a lot of the source material that we actually Googled. When I was listening to Wikipedia, other podcasts. Wikipedia, the most trusted sources by all teachers. Yeah, dude. That's what. That's actually. For sure. They're actually really good. Yeah, they do all right. They do all right. For better than you think. Anyway, would you like to read us a little bit about George Sauter Carter? No. Jake, would you like to read? Carter can't read. It's not, <laughs> okay. it's not his fault. He's a I was hoping somebody else would say this. So George Sauter, uh, he was born Giorgio Sadu in Tula, Sardinia, Italy in 1895. And so he was 13, year old, 13 years old. He actually immigrated to the U.S. 
uh, with his brother. We don't know who his brother's like what his brother's name was. I couldn't find that. Anywhere. I I I oh I forgot to tell you. I did find out his brother's name was Luigi, and he went back to Italy and was a dude. successful plumber. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're such no a it's true, dude. It's true. They were running through the pipes fighting Bowser, dude. Oh my he God. married a woman named Princess Peach. Anyway, I'm I sorry. thought you were serious. I was so excited because I went for it. <laughs> no, forever. honestly, when we talk about that, we all know Daisy was way more fun than Peach. Like, no cap. Carter's twenty three, so I don't even know who Daisy is. Who's Daisy? What? Isn't she the brown haired chick? Yes. Yeah. What was she in? In every single Mario. In game. later what? games, in games that came out in two after two thousand three, when Carter was playing him and me and Jake okay, okay. were busy anyway, trying to. It doesn't. Also, okay. when the graphics got better. That's probably true. Continue. Okay, so he came with his brother. Um, they reached Ellis Island. And once they got there, his brother left, which is super fucked up. He just left George. Was He was 13 years old and just left him by himself. That's Dude, that's like leaving your friend at a party where you don't know anybody. That's pretty fucked up. That's not cool at all. I'm Except a different country. Yeah, I'm sure you've been there a lot. I bet people go to parties with you and like, we got to get the fuck out of here. This fucking chooch right here, dude. Is he drunk or not? Yeah. So, uh, you know, 1985, that's pretty early days. Slavery had only been abolished. 1895, you fucking What did I say? I don't, 1985. All right. 1895, early. slavery had already been abo- only been abolished for 30 years. Meaning this dude is like at a time frame when there's still hella slaves. Like, it's still early days in America. And one of the short stories of Italy in 1895 is Francesco Crispi is elected the prime minister. And Luigi... Doesn't that sound like a really bad white rapper name? (laughs) Francesco Crispi? Oh, dude, Crispi? How's that (laughs) like your rap name? Crispy Cakes. (laughs) So, Luigi Lavazza roasts his own coffee in Turin and then became the worldwide coffee brand Lavazza and... Guegalimo Marconi experimented with wireless technology. They actually, Marconi is the guy that invented the radio. For real? Yeah, Marconi's for for real. The guy that invented the radio. Name one Italian that doesn't sound like their name sounds like a flavor of ice cream. Wow. Hot take. If you want to send him hate mail, feel free to send a a bag of shit directly to his address. This is Carter, is his name? Lights on fire. He's the tallest man in Grand Junction. If you have a hard time finding them, it's just actually look not up. called ice cream. It's called Italian ice. Just like <laughs> Are you serious? No. You, have you had Italian shaved ice? Yeah, I've had Italian shaved ice, but I'm talking like gelato and like. Oh, that's true. You know, like the old mobsters used to fucking just. Dude, you we're gonna get we're gonna get in the mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and another story from uh, Italy back in them days was the Battle of Kotit between Italy <laughs> and Ethiopia. Giovanni Giolitti is in discussion a lot during this time. He was the longest serving prime minister in Italy before Benito Mussolini and was accused of being a parliamentary dictator and brought to Senate on these extortion charges. Is that right? Embezzlement. Embezzlement. Uh, he's a dirty bastard, is what you need to know. He actually wasn't a dirty bastard, so he was kind of a liberalist. He was a centrist. Um, yeah, but the only problem with him is he was kind of like supporting laws that would only allow people that he wanted um, to be in office to be in office. Totally. So that's kind it's of like when you're picking dodgeball in fifth grade. You only want to pick kids that are in good shape. And before you know it, the only people left are like chubby or slow. And then I feel really Bro, awkward. You can be chubby and slow, but if you have a good arm, dude, all you need is never a Never helped me much. <laughs> and then, so, uh, yeah, he only uh, um, he supported some of Mussolini's agendas, the Acerbero Law, 
and then withdrew his support when the fascist party wanted to suppress freedom of the press. Italy lost the Battle of Ambalagi. That's how you pronounce it? You have to the say it. The pronunciation of that was a little off. No, dude, you say it like it's a pizza topping. Ambalagi, eh? And the only reason we're including this stuff is because we don't actually know what happened to George like before he left Italy or why he left Italy. Yeah, so, so have some background. He left 13 in a rush, and he didn't want to comment on his family's history, too. Was yeah, which is strange. Which is pretty spooky. That's like if you're on the fucking run. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sending a 13-year-old to another fucking country unless it's dirty-ass shit with them. No, nah, it's probably well, and then his brother went back. I don't know why his brother went back. Dude, not like, a very good brother. I don't know if he regretted his decision or what, but... Yeah, for sure. Maybe he had a cute girl back home. But anyway, yeah. Giorgio changes his name to George and finds work on the fucking railroad in Pennsylvania. He brings supplies and water to workers. Did your phone just go off? <laughs> After all this shit you guys talked about my phone going off, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Just edit that out. Dude, I'm going to send you a, a fucking box full with wasps. You're getting the hate mail. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so then, anyway, then he ends up getting a full-time job as a driver and after a few years, he starts his own company, like most 16-year-olds at the time. And he starts hauling out filled dirt for construction and then starts hauling coal, which is the American dream back then. I mean, he's become your they own boss. They used to haul coal, but now they roll coal. You know what I mean? Roll coal. Oh, brother. that's what the dudes that shoot out black smoke for no fucking reason. Who are you trying to flex on, bro? You're on a fucking street 30 miles per hour, bro. It's red light, green light, bro. They fucking let it go. Dude, those guys are yeah. on their way to fucking beat their wife and eat brawlers, bro. There's never been a more, like, easier way to say, hey, I have a small penis. <laughs> they could name they <laughs> their kid Carter. <laughs> anyway, so... Well, has a small penis. That's why it's kind of a complexity. Issue. He talks about it a lot. Actually. I don't. I never do. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, George meets Jenny... Caprani, a storekeeper's daughter. I think it's Cap- Cipriani. Cipriani, if you fucking... Si- oh, dude, this is an episode of The Sopranos, right? I'm going to pronounce it however. Dude, they're Italian. Uh, I'm just going to... So, she was a storekeeper's daughter in Smithers, who was also immigrated from Italy. And then they got fucking married. Ooh, it's romantic. So, he has his own company. He just got married. Times are good. And Ginny huh? Cipriani, we don't know much about her family either. She was, I think, from Florida. Or she had mm-hmm. family in Florida. And then her brother was a firefighter in town. Supposedly, yeah, for sure. So the Sauter family doing pretty all right. They bought a two-story house outside Fayetteville. And there was a large population of Italian immigrants there, um, probably because it was near a pizzeria. And they lived, <laughs> they lived in a timber-framed house, which is pretty interesting. Unlike the houses that we see today that are built using dimensional lumber nailed together, almost like Legos, timber framing actually uses... Heavy timber that's squared off and fitted to a joint of the pieces. The two sections are then secured by large wooden pegs. I'm saying you know a wooden peg. And framing can be warped when a house is built like this. It's nearly impossible to fix. That's why they don't do it this way anymore. And But a large timber is fire resistant. And timber houses are likely to remain structured during a fire. Which we're going to find out is pretty important to this fucking story. Yeah, so picture this. Picture just a, a little twig in a fireplace. That's going to burn up super quick. And then if you put a log in a fireplace, that's going to take a long time to burn. Yeah. So that's just the... So this, these pieces are thick. 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 You say it too, like Carter. Clint? Thick. Thick with two C's, by the way. Not, a C, not T-H-I-C-K, T-H-I-C-C. Yeah. Carter never got hooked on phonics when he was a kid. Yeah, dude. Neither did I. Oh, 
Did anybody? I can read. I can read good. Anyway, so we have Jenny and George, the main characters of the story. Parents. Anyways, George didn't know how to hold out. They ended up having fun. 10 kids over the 20 years. 10 kids, bro. 10 kids over 20 years. It's because you couldn't just like buy a box of Trojans back then. You just would hope and pray, push and pray. That's what they call it in Alabama. Pull out game weak otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) I think think back then they expected like half the kids to die and then they all survived and they're just like, dude, what the fuck do we do? Dude, what a good luck and a bad luck at the same time. Back then though, you didn't have interns, so you needed like help doing shit. So, so they needed a bunch of kids to work. So they had ten, chi- 10 children. R.I.P., by the way, first, the victims. First child was born in 1923. We have John, firstborn. Joseph, secondborn. Marianne, their first girl, the third child. George, Maurice, Martha, Louise, Jenny, Betty, and Sylvia. So at the time of the incident, I'll, I'll repeat their names and their age. John was 22. Joseph was 21. Marianne was 19, George was 16, Maurice was 14, Martha was 12, Louise was 10, Jenny was 8, Betty was 5, and Sylvia was 2. Yeah, dude. What some plain-ass names. Mom's yeah, dude. Well, good. Well, dude, they, nice. they had a junior for the fella and a junior for the wife, too. Like, that's pretty dope. They couldn't name all their kids George Jr. and, like, the second George Jr., so they had to be. What do they do in that situation? If there was, like, a second George Jr., would it be George Jr. the second? That actually oh, happened. Just call him that happened. In- <laughs> dude, that happened. Listen in- to our DLF pass. I'll pass, and you would understand that. Yeah, there's a bunch of Yuris. Dude, my grandma had my grandpa had a bunch of brothers and sisters, and they had two Marias in their family because they were like not very creative with names apparently. And she went by Rosie her whole life mm-hmm. instead of going by Maria. What the fuck? Yeah. What? It's kind of a waste at that point, I feel like. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, George businesses grew grew to be pretty profitable. He wasn't balling. He's not like Bezo where he's like buying people and having slaves. But they're doing all right. I mean, he can afford to have 10 kids. Amazon, don't sue us. Oh, please don't sue. You know what? Fuck you. Dude, Tr- I fucking hate Amazon. Dude, I'll send him a box of shit. And dude, that bald motherfucker, Lex Luthor piece of shit. I dare him say something. Bro, Roll up. Pull up. Bro, he got divorced. His wife took half the alimony or whatever. Still way richer. Dude, did you see his half? She's imagine. the richest woman in, uh, is it the U.S. or the world? I know. World. Did you see his penis pic? Did you see his penis pic? It looks like a naked fucking mole rat. That dude should see a doctor. All that money is going to fucking waste. Dude, he's taking HGH. Really? Dude, he's going to live forever, that guy. Yeah, he's they're going to gonna, they're gonna download it. It's going to be like Walt Disney frozen head experiment kind of shit. Yeah, for it sure. really is. Yeah. So anyway, he's doing pretty good. And the Sauter family came to be one of the most well-respected middle-class families. And George was known for being very opinionated and outspoken. And he strongly opposed the ideas of Benito Mussolini, which didn't set well with some of his immigrant community. Mind I- you, at this time, bro, they didn't have Facebook. You, people back then weren't sharing their political beliefs all over their fucking Facebook wall. This meant going to the media, talking to their friends. This didn't mean just posting a quick little two-minute fucking blurb on Facebook. Dude, yeah. I, I used to have this history. I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell the story about my name. I had a teacher who would tell this funny joke, and we had this Italian exchange student, and he went up to her. I remember this one time. He's like, do you want, do you want to read the shortest book in history? And she's like, what? He's like, Italian war heroes. And dude, she was like oh. so fucking offended. But Benito Mussolini—it's super fucked up. I'm not repeating that joke. I'm just telling you the story. Anyway, so Benito Mussolini actually switched halfway through World War II and joined the Allies. But in the beginning, dude, he was like him and Hitler were tight. 
They were tight, but he actually didn't want to get into World War II. Well, like, he, he fucking to, did. He, he tried to talk Hitler down, which Hitler was like influenced by him, like his ideas and stuff. But then he tried to talk him out of it. Hitler you was fucking crazy influ- on that. So. You imagine being influenced by a guy named Benito? Benito. <laughs> That's why I didn't even know that was his first name. I just thought it was just Mussolini. Yeah. Said. We'll talk more about him later. Actually. Yeah, for sure. And and the Sodder's second eldest son was a World War II uh, vet in 1944. He left, which is fucking dope. We all, we obviously love our vets here. Yeah, um, and that actually makes sense why Sodder would not like Mussolini because his son is fighting. Yeah, his son's getting him. shot at and shit. I don't like him either. You guys want to take a shot real quick? Yeah, we can take a shot. This podcast is sponsored by Svetka Raspberry. <laughs> Give us your drink ideas because we need something else to drink besides Spetka. We gotta finish it though. We're not gonna throw it away. It's also eight in the morning. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, 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 that was horrible. Just do it. Just do it. I was pretending like I took it. Oh yeah, I'm sure a girl, a lot of girls do that when they're with you. Like they take it. <laughs> Carter just wakes up in bed alone. Like, <laughs> ah! Where'd you go? Oh. So uh, Christmas Eve, 1945, Marianne was working at the dime store. They would, dime stores are like the old-timey version of OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like, you need to make a quick buck. But she's not showing her butthole like they do nowadays. And she's surprised. <laughs> she's su- <laughs> Dude, you could subscribe to Carter's OnlyFans, but it's called Only Tall Guys. Anyway, so she surprised, surprised the three youngest sisters with new toys no toys for the boys, I guess, which is super fucked up. Yeah, I don't know why. There was no explanation. Sexist. Anyway, they wanted to stay up past 10 p.m. And Jenny said it would be fine as long as Maurice and Louis, the two older boys, were still awake. And they put in the cows and fed the chickens. So as long as they did their old-timey chores. The two oldest boys, John and George Jr., had spent the day working with their dad. And they were already asleep. Jenny took Sylvia, the baby, upstairs to bed with her. Yeah, so they went to bed. So Jenny's the mom, uh, just by the way. There's two Jennies, so Jenny's the mom. Uh, she let them stay up past 10 p.m., which seems pretty late to let like little kids stay up. I guess probably, it's Christmas they, Eve, I mean, bro. it's 1945. Did they even have clocks? Did yeah, they, they had clocks. They went by the sun, bro. They no, no. Jesus. Dude, Carter is such a millennial. He doesn't know. He doesn't have a time frame in his mind. <laughs> bro, they were checking their iPhone back then. There was no clock. Yeah, they did yeah. have a phone and stuff, though, so they definitely had a clock. And it's Jenny, not Jen A, like Forrest Gump, which Carter has never seen Forrest Gump. What a piece of shit. Yeah, run, Forrest, run. Oh, how exciting. It's a really good movie. It won an award. That's all you know I, from that movie? The first thing I read when I saw Jenny was Jenny from the Block. Shout out to J-Lo. Oh, ooh, we would interview Jenny her. from the Block. Ooh, you think Jenny would come in this garage, bro? Her whole entourage would be like, what the that's true. It's a pretty odd garage, but it's it smells better. It does smell. Better. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Spoiler alert! First episode smelled horrible. Yeah, dude, it, it really like, did. It was a lot hotter. It was. Like a week it ago. was. But we also did it at like what six p.m. It was pretty late. Yeah. By the time we got get you to shut the hell up and we could start, it was yeah. a lot later in the day. Also, I know I got some feedback on the last podcast that I was being too harsh with Carter, but if you met him, you would understand. Be nice to me. Yeah. I'm a sweet soul. Dude, Carter is going to get kidnapped any fucking day. I'm just trying to toughen him up so he doesn't get sex trafficked. I'm like one of those inspired R&B singers where I'm just like, listen, baby. Listen to my music. <laughs> Our next story is going to be about the Carter disappearance. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. 
R.I.P. Anyway, this, uh, this podcast will be used in criminal examinations. Not good. Anyway, useless. So, <laughs> <laughs> there was a weird call at twelve thirty a.m. asking for someone Jenny didn't know, so they were asking for a woman that didn't live there, and it sounded like there was a party going on in the background. And Jenny hung up and noticed the lights were still on downstairs. She's like, what the fuck? And the curtains were still open, which wasn't normal. Marion was asleep on the couch, and Jenny assumed the kids already had went to bed. They slept in the fucking attic. Yeah, I think they slept in the attic. So there was an upstairs, and then I saw somewhere that they slept in the attic, which is fucked up. Five Isn't kids in the attic like, seems crazy. scary movie fucking, like, don't do? Yeah. Dude, like, every scary movie, every time they check the attic, that's when, like the, like, the scary music starts, and it's like... Oh shit! You know shit's about to get real when I check my attic. You would sleep in the attic. Yeah, I, I would sleep in the attic. I'd be okay with it. So in an like, attic? As long as they had Wi-Fi and air Dude, conditioning. Dude, it kind of gets hot and stuffy in an attic. Have you been in an attic for like a long period of time? No. Why were you in? An I attic? mean, this was in like, December though. So and I went missing for a couple days. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the 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 curtain thing. So the kids normally, I guess, they stayed up late. Like pretty often, and so they would shut off the lights and shut the curtains and stuff. That was like a normal thing to do. So this was pretty pretty strange. Yo, so uh, one a.m. Jenny woke up from hearing something hit the roof and roll. So probably wasn't Santa Claus, though it was Christmas Eve. And then she just went back to sleep. Like if I heard something hit the roof and then roll, like I'd probably. This was I've, thirty minutes after she was like wide awake, like doing all this stuff, answering think, the phone. Don't call. you think this would also be something George would confirm and be like, "Yeah, I also woke up to that." Dude, Stevie would well, send me send me out. My girlfriend, if she heard a loud noise, she would send my ass, to, ass out to get murdered. No qualms. She'd be like, you need to go check that out. And then I'd end up on a milk carton, bro. So, no hate. You wouldn't be put on a milk carton, bro. What do you mean? You'd be put on like a fucking like, I don't even know, pinto bean fucking. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oddly racist. I'm Mexican. For those listeners at home. Wow, dude. Dude, Clint's Mexican. He's not, he's not okay. Not even. I'm just saying, not a lot of people eat pinto beans, so the ad cost would be really low. We're not trying to spend a lot on a missing Clinton. What You're the paying for it, dude. What are the beans not that me. Trump supported? Goya. Clint would be on one of those. No, don't, don't. I wouldn't want to be. on Clint's also half German, so it like cancels itself. Out. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, dude. Oh, my last name is very German sounding. Bro. Wow. What? Yeah, dude. It sounds something. Cut here. Yeah, for sure, dude. It looks. It looks whack as fuck. But I have a cool tan in the, in the summertime. So they... Uh, no, he doesn't. I do. Fuck you, Carter. Anyway, so... Uh, where were we? So she heard something rolling off the top of the house. Um, and she went back to sleep. 30 minutes later, she smelled smoke and found out George's office was on fire by the phone and fuse box. She woke up George and he woke up the two older boys. Okay, hold on. What do you think a home office looked like back in 1945? It probably had one of those crank telephones and like uh, some pieces of paper. Did and he have that like quill and pen. fucking ink? No, dude, it's 1945. <laughs> no. Dude, where'd the lid for that Spectre go? It's I right here. Dropped it. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's in my foot. Oh, sorry. Sponsored by Svetka. It's, it's clean though because Svetka kills bacteria, probably. If you, you guys can't find this, we drink something that bacteria can't even live through. It's good for you. I wish you wouldn't live through your bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> so. So George, Jenny, <laughs> Sylvia, John, George Jr., and Marion all got out of the house. But the staircase to the attic was actually on fire at the time. So they couldn't go upstairs up to the attic to get the rest of the kids. Um, when the police came, John actually told the police that he went upstairs and got the kids up. Like physically got the kids up. 
Uh, but then he um, later said that he just yelled at them. So we don't actually know what happened. Well, maybe he felt bad. I'd be really embarrassed, too, if, like, a fire broke out too. and I bailed on my kids. I'd be like, yo, I woke him up. I was shaking him. I want to say, hey, I was fucking I scared. I like that's just something that you would try to, like, reason with yourself. Be like, I did put, I, I tried. Yeah. yeah. But then the guilt just obviously eats you alive. And you're like, okay. Yeah. It's like when you let your phone die and you're like, I know I charged it. And you know. You know, yeah. fell asleep. You had ate too much pasta. It's like when you left the oven on, the pizza is still in eight hours later, and you're like, I, <laughs> I, I turned that off. I turned the oven off, bro. I ate it. I know that that's from like <laughs> you just got high and fell asleep. That's from a, that's from an experience with Carter, I, dude. I would sponsored by marijuana. I would have put you up for adoption, Carter. In this, yeah, was, but I wouldn't be picked. No, no fucking way. You'd be like a puppy at the uh, outside of Walmart that nobody wants because it has rabies. They would have left you. Yeah, I, I, would, I would get you, Carter. I would, I would adopt you. I don't know how Why? to Why? That? <laughs> Did that sound weird? I, <laughs> I would get adopted by Jake. Sponsored by Jake. Sponsored <laughs> by Jake. <laughs> yeah, imagine. So this was John that said that to the police, not George. But so John was their older brother. Can you imagine being like, I think he's, is he the oldest brother? Yeah, he is. So John, yeah, John's the oldest brother. Can you imagine? I wonder why he didn't have to serve in World War II. There was a draft. I don't know. The second eldest wasn't it an age cutoff though? Wasn't it like sixteen to twenty-one? I don't know. Oh, maybe so because he's twenty. I think at the end they were taking anybody, bro. Twenty-two isn't very old. No. Yeah, Yeah, Carter just turned twenty-two. You can tell by his maturity level. I'm twenty-three, bro. My back's sore. Like it's because you're nine feet tall. Can't fucking support you. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, yeah, so he said he went up and shook the kids awake, but. He ended, up, he ended up taking that back, saying that he yelled up to him. And George, the dad, is, like, doing whatever he fucking can to save these kids. So he had, a, like, a really fucked up rescue attempt. The family phone wasn't working, so Marion went to the neighbor's house to call the fire department. A passing car saw the fire and called the fire department from a tavern, which means they were going to get fucked up. But How no, the fuck do you call from a car in 1945? They didn't have a cell phone. No, I think they, they drove to a tavern. Yeah, they to, drove to a tavern to call Carter. Can you imagine seeing a fire and be like, all right, write down that address and being like, ah, oh, shit, I hope I remember that by the time I get to a telephone booth. Yeah, they didn't have Boost Mobile back then. <laughs> I don't think they didn't <laughs> call anybody. I also saw a story that said that um, they found the fire chief at the tavern. So I don't know which one. Oh, I true. saw that too, yeah. yeah. He, has a, he has a sketchy ass name, Chief, chief F.J. Morris. Doesn't he sound like he sells cigarettes? Yeah. Is that Philip Morris that does that? We better shut the fuck up for Marlboro Suits. Anyway, <laughs> so, so yeah, so a passing car said they called the fire department from a tavern. Someone eventually reached the fire department from a phone in the center of town, but I'm not really sure if that's correct, too, because I know that there wasn't, like, a phone operator. This is Christmas Eve, and back then they didn't have, like, they didn't expect people to put their jobs before their personal lives. So, like, shit just wasn't open on Christmas Eve. Like, good luck finding Plan B on Christmas Eve in 1945. <laughs> That's how you end up with a kid that looks like Carter. Yeah. Hey, and this I is was born in July. That was a, I'm, I'm a Halloween baby. July? What, what time do you think Halloween happens? In October. That's nine months later. What? July, what? <laughs> July is nine months after Halloween. So you're a Halloween baby? Whoa, whoa, no, it's not, dude. July is the seventh fucking oh, month. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're saying you were conceived on Halloween. That oh. makes sense. Oh, oh. oh. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Carter's yeah. red. Yeah. yeah, they this, should have put you in a costume, you son of a bitch. Anyways, dude, this shit is weird. Parents this got is... freaky. I got conceived. And they end up tall. Bow, bow. This is where the shit gets weird. Um, so George was barefoot and climbed a wall to break the window of the attic. And then, so I guess he broke the window. 
and he cut his arm like pretty bad, like cut like a swath of skin, like away from his arm. Like fuck, mm. that fucking hurt. I know. Dude, and he's a pretty old guy. I don't know how. Yeah, old he he's not like time. a fucking young man anymore. Yeah. He immigrated here when he was in nineteen or in eighteen ninety five when he was thirteen. 13 so this shit's old. happened, you know, years later. He's an old fifty years later. Fifty years later. Did you dude. Immigrate here in so, eighteen ninety five. Did you just hop on a boat? He's sixty three when it happened. Yeah, dude, back then you just hopped on boats everywhere, Carter. They didn't have planes. He got <laughs> yeah, a fucking jet G- blue. They didn't have a GPS fucking system. How the fuck do they know where A they're boat. Going? I think they came on a boat. Yeah, they had to, but they don't have a GPS system on a boat. How the fuck do you know? Where you're landing. They had a sexting. They, they really could like tell by the time. stars, Carter. And so Dude, we can't even do that now. You can't do that. You can't do shit now. <laughs> Someone could do it. Good. Someone could figure it out. Fuck. Not Carter. <laughs> so he broke his. So he broke the window. He hurt his arm. He like cut skin from his <laughs> Hold arm. Hold on. Can you imagine like <laughs> traveling from Italy as a fucking immigrant and landing in? New Jersey. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude where, where'd they live? What's up? Oh, Fayetteville. Fay- 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 Y'all Fay- get Fay- that back, fuck back. Yeah, from New-, New York. They're in, they're in West Virginia, Carter, so they have a, a twang more than like a fucking <laughs> Jersey accent. Yeah, how did he end up there? Yeah, I don't know. But he he uh, he intended to use the ladder that was always leaning up against the house to reach the children, but for some reason it wasn't there and they couldn't find it anywhere. He went to the water barrel to get some water to dump on the fire, but it was... Frozen solid because it's December. Which fucking duh, but the, so the ladder thing is pretty crazy because it's always been leaning against the house. Like, always. I don't yeah. know why, but and they, it's they, just they, it's they, like the I, I saw somewhere, and it wasn't in the book we read, so it might not be legit that they found the ladder like a football field distance away from the home in like a ravine. Like someone was taking it and got caught in the middle of it. Yeah, that's pretty sketchy. We'll get to that, I think. Do you know what's little. one thing that I could not find about this night? What was the weather looking like? Was there snow on the ground or was there not? I don't know if it's Christmas in West Virginia. I think. I don't know if there's snow. It's cold enough to freeze water, though. Yeah. Like Dude. a barrel of water. If there's snow, you see footprints. That's a really... Oh, that's, what really I was, that's what I was really trying to find out, is how much snow coverage they had. But I don't know in West Virginia. What were you using to Google that? Were you on ChaCha? Were you on Ask Jeeves? Yeah, well, I was actually just... on Pornhub, jerk got off, and then I was trying to like, oh, yeah, I forgot, I'm studying this for the next podcast. And then so I looked it up from there, and I couldn't find it. And then the light turned green, and you had to continue driving? Yeah. Good thing I was a passenger. (laughs) Dude, the Uber, the Uber gave you such a bad passenger rating. Yeah, shout out to Lyft. They don't care. Yeah, Lyft just just lets you do it. So So he he tried to pull up two different trucks he used for the business to reach the attic, but neither one of them would start, despite having worked perfectly just the day before. Which is pretty sketchy. Like, what the fuck? And, but it was also cold, and they were panicked, so I saw a thing that said they might have flooded. Oh, yeah, he could have been. But he Back tried then two cars, carburetors. Back then they had carburetors. He could have flooded the engine all the time. Yeah, but he had two cars. I mean, he was in a panic, but... Dude, at least he's thinking clearly crazy. enough to fucking pull a truck up. Carter would have just watched his shit burn. But, uh, so... the to stay warm. The fa- Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> the family could do nothing but watch as the house burned over the next 45 minutes. The fire department relied on a phone tree to alert them, which is obviously a horrible system because they didn't arrive at the house until the morning at like 8 a.m. So it's hours fucking later. Like seven hours. But back then, all the men that would normally be on a fire department are fighting the war or they're like maybe coming home from fighting the war because it just ended. And then there's also volunteer fire department. No one's getting paid for this. So it's like think about the people that volunteer for normal stuff. And then back in those days, volunteer to like put your life on the line. You know what I mean? 
Do you guys think, so they got to the fire chief, he was either at the tavern, I think he was at the tavern, I'm pretty sure, and he said he couldn't drive the fire truck? Oh was yeah, because he was drunk. The fire was... chief said he couldn't drive Dude, the fire if you truck. Were fire chief at the tavern at night on Christmas Eve, and you're trying to save some face. Uh, I can't drive the truck. We I... need two people. <laughs> like what? Yeah, this has never happened to me. I swear. This is that's what car uses. Yeah. I don't know if he just didn't know how to drive the fire truck or what. Yeah, he so might. Have, he might have just weird. been fucked up. But I know when I worked at a radio station, all the DJs were volunteers, and most of the time they just got off their shift at Panera Bread and came in smelling like weed. And they were always like, you know, so it's like, these people are volunteer, they're not getting paid for it, which it should have been. And it, it's pretty sketchy. My dad told me a story about my grandpa being in a bar in Wyoming, back in the Dizay, and there was a wildfire going on. And the town sheriff comes in and he's like, hey, you guys want to fight wildfires? And they're like, nah, we're drinking. He's like, you're either going to fight wildfires or you're going to spend the weekend in jail. So that's how my grandpa became like a volunteer firefighter in Wyoming. He had to like spend his weekend fighting fire so the sheriff didn't put him in jail. All right, and this podcast is sponsored by Svetka. Svetka. Let's do it. Let's do it. Raspberry, cotton candy, blueberry. It all tastes the same. It does. They have. This Svetka bottle has two signature Svetka raspberry cocktails. You can either have the rasp bubbles. It's raspberries. uh, It's Svetka raspberry vodka mixed with club soda. Whoa. In that bottle? Yeah. No, I think that's a recipe, you idiot. Yeah, yeah it is a recipe. Signature cocktail recipes via Svetka raspberry. Oh, okay, that's not also, what's in the bottle. Though. You can also have the Svetka squeeze. Um, squ- Svetka squeeze me. It's part Svetka raspberry, part lemonade. Svetka, give us money, please. <laughs> please. We don't ask a lot, Svetka. We know your bottles are $20 a piece, so we know you don't have a lot. Of yeah, and if you're a douchebag in college, you can leave it on top of your cupboard to show people you party. You remember that? That was like a thing. People would go into people's apartment. They'd have like a bunch of bottles on top of their cupboards. Yeah, Crown like, yeah. Royal, uh, yeah. Apple, you whatever Jager, that was. Just like, Jager, yeah. Dude, you, can buy Jager. A, Apple pucker. you can buy a half gallon of unflavored Svetka. A half gallon, like a fucking, what do they call those? A handle? Is that a handle? I don't know what a handle is, actually. I know, I'm not a homeless person. I don't know if they're so not buying liquor and gallons. Dude, talk about, okay, so I grew up in Portland, fucking Oregon. You did? Uh, I thought you grew up in Wyoming. I did. <laughs> so He went to college in Portland. To college. That's where I grew up. He saw Zoe Deschanel. He thought all the girls would be trendy. They weren't. They weren't, dude. Armpit hair longer than yours. Um. <laughs> wow. Very, and all women are beautiful, you son of a bitch. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Perfect. Anyway. I was just jealous that it was longer. Anyway, so you would walk to fucking school in the morning. 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning after just binging a fucking wasted Wednesday. You know, college has wasted Wednesdays, turned up Tuesdays, fucking make out Mondays. The only day. thing Carter got from college, it wasn't a degree, it was HPV and a rash. That's what Carter Crabs, got. Um, so walking through Thursday morning, you would walk to class. It, Portland's a rainy fucking country. So you're just walking <laughs> in the dead fucking Did you say rain. country? <laughs> it might as well be. They have enough heroin to be their own country. So, you, 10 a.m., you're hungover, you're walking through your fucking 10 a.m. class, you're a little late. Dude, worst smell in the morning is some homeless guy drinking a fucking four loco on the street. Imagine smelling a four loco 10 a.m., walking to your class, hungover as shit. That's not good. Not did, did you find a dead guy once in Portland? I did. What, what happened there? I'll be saved another day. So that'd be another podcast? Or should that be like seven? How can we bring it up and not talk about it? All right. So... Shout out to the Roxy's. If you have a chance to go to Portland, best breakfast food in the entire fucking region. 
Shout out to the Roxy's 24-7 breakfast service at your disposal. Walking back, you're walking by I-9, I, I think it's I-5, one of the most heavily fucking traffic, or drug trafficked interstate in the entire United States. Which is why you went to school there, anyway. Yeah, yeah why did you go to school there? Uh, that's another story. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. So, we're walking across this interstate, where we're like on the sidewalk, near this like dirt patch, whatever, this homeless lady walks up to me and my boy, and she's like, hey... This guy's dying. You need to come help us. And we're like, all right, let's go. I'm in college. I can do that. I'm in college. <laughs> I'm not CPR certified or shit. I was like, my mom's a nurse. Like, I inherit that gene. I save lives. Dude, you, <laughs> dude if your life depends on Carter, you're so fucked. So we're walking down, and there's this bridge underpass. And then all of a sudden, this thought comes in my head. I'm like, yo, they're bringing us under here to fucking jump us. And there's 20 of these homeless fucking rascals. <laughs> Who uses <laughs> rascals? <laughs> what fucking year is it? Anyway. But we get down. Guy's face is bluer than the fucking sky. And she's like, all right, you guys need to flip him over. I'm not trying to touch this guy. I don't know what he has. <laughs> so he's dead. He's dead so already. So dead. <laughs> and so I like call 911 and I was like, hey, there's this dead homeless guy. Like I was in a rush. Dude, Portland, Portland ambulance. They hear that shit nine times a day. They're like, okay, yep, where is he at? Like, sense of urgency, people. (laughs) Well, if he's already dead, I mean, I kind of get it. But he wasn't that dead yet. (laughs) What do you mean that dead yet? Like, Like, warm enough you could cuddle him still or what? What do you mean not that dead? It was like the comatose period. Oh, like, shit was his face was super. So what the fuck did you do? You couldn't wake him. So he was leaning on his like side, on his like on the side of his body. So I talked to the ambulance. They're like, you need to flip him onto his back. Just like that homeless woman knew. Maybe she was a former former ambulance worker. Why did she just do? No, well, she she helped me. She grabbed his shoulders and turned him over like that. And I grabbed. I was like, all right. Only thing I'm grabbing is shoes. (laughs) (laughs) this is fucked up and I flip him over bro nine needles underneath him at oh. least nine plus needles like um, super sad drug addiction so he was in medicine. really into sewing not those kind of things <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, so he flip him over and apparently so like when you flip him onto his back on a very on a heroin um, overdose one of the popular things is they choke on their tongue because they, they don't eat, it's kind of like an alcohol pollution that kind of situation where your tongue falls in the back of your throat yeah and your then your tongue literally chokes you to death so we have that situation we rolled him onto his back um, his feet was elevated and he made two snoring noises it was like <sighs> and we're like oh shit he's sleeping <laughs> and I told the ambulance I was like oh he just made two snoring noises Red alert. Not good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what the ambulance. That's what the EMT lady on nine one one told me. There, she's like, "That's not good. We're sending EMTs immediately." Now I'm over here. I'm eighteen. I'm, I'm like twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> this was two this years. Two ago. years ago. This was, Fuck. This was. Damn. And so ambulance comes, and they are not like panic like you would see in the movies. Like, where is he? Where's the body? They're like, they come up. And they're like, so where is he at? I'm like. Oh, he's down over there by the fence. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they go down there, and me and my homeboy were like, oh, okay, are we good to leave? I'm like, sure. 
And I'm like walking halfway. I forgot my fucking leftovers. Dude, what? <laughs> That's what you fucking worried about? You know, worried about the PTSD? You worried about your Roscoe's or wherever the fuck you went? It's the Roxy's. Shout out to the Roxy's. I had, it's called the fucking um, Teddy Roosevelt omelet. <laughs> Brown beans, omelet. What a piece like, of shit. That's like, what you're worried about, Carter? Oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's so good. I go back and they're like doing like CPR and shit. I'm like, oh, don't mind me. <laughs> you want a passport? Oh, God. Yeah, Did you yeah. check his wallet, too? What a piece of shit. No. So the other shitty situation, I didn't understand this because I'm flipping the body over and shit. My other roommate, this homeless lady comes over and she's like, hey. Like, this shit's going on. She understands what's going on. She's like, you need to go get Ray, the EMT. He's like, all right, where's fucking Ray? Like, this could be helpful. And she's like, she points across the interstate. She's like, he's in the blue tent over there. Wait, <laughs> Ray was in a hobo? Yeah. Oh, I thought he's one of the Ghostbusters. No, what wait, the- and, and he's an EMT? Yeah, and she's like, Ray's a certified EMT. He's in the blue tent over he just made that. And she's like, there. so go knock on his tent and see if you can get him to help. So my roommate's like, all right, bet. I'll go over there. And I come back later. I'm like, yo, so where was Ray? And he's like, there's no fucking way. I was about to go knock on some tent, ask him for Ray the EMT. He's like, I just walked around the block. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ray, Ray would have saved him. Dude. Wow. Cool story, Dude, fucking card. Let me call him real quick and see if he answers and he'll talk about Ray. That's nuts. Oh. And by the way, you can't knock on a tent. You're just scratch. Hold on. Watch this. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the kid I was with and see right. if he'll answer about Ray. Yes. Tell him where we are. Um, Tell him he's on the podcast. Hold on. I'd like five percent. He's not gonna answer. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You're a bitch. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Carter getting ignored. <laughs> are we calling his ex-girlfriends too? Come on. I'm sorry, Carter. Damn, this guy doesn't give a fuck about you, dude. Wow, dude, dude, maybe he's busy. It's also a life experience. Yeah, you found a dead guy. Fuck. Don't leave a message. You can't, dude. His voice, it hasn't even been set up. Wow. Uh, Tristan, if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> dude, dude. That's a good story, though. I hope he's not your emer- in case of emergency contact. Where are you going, Carter? I have to pee. All right, we're pausing the podcast. I got pee, too. <laughs> Welcome back to Gucci. Gucci's. Sorry, we, Carter really had to poop, so he had to push pause. And he went and made a mud monkey in the bathroom, so we had to wait for it to air out so we could pee. It was on the floor, too, but it was kind of pissed. Yeah, dude, because Carter drops it from 10 feet up where his asshole is, and then it just splatters everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to take a shot. We finished this Fedka bottle. That's the end of their sponsorship. Next week we'll be on to something new. We now we finish this bottle. We're drinking beers. What beer are you drinking, Carter? I'm out, bro. I've had what is that? Two Bud Light seltzers, and I had a natural light seltzer. Did you like them? I would like I, honestly Bud Light seltzer over natty. I like the natty light seltzer. What kind of natty light seltzer is it though? It's a watermelon flavor, and like me and Jake were talking earlier, watermelon is such a you know hit or miss artificial flavor. Like when yeah. it comes to Jolly Ranchers, no one's like, oh, give me the watermelon Jolly Ranchers. I love no. watermelon. I do. Jolly Ranchers are all good, but you want the blue raspberry. You want the blue raspberry. That's true. That's or the grape. Yeah. That's uh, grape's pretty good. What are you drinking, Jake? I'm drinking Bud Light Seltzer as well. We were we were planning on going to like somewhere where we could get like a like six pack of fancy beer, twelve pack of fancy beer, but just send us in like requests or just like I'm drinking a white claw, black cherry, pretty low carb, and they taste delicious, and you can drink them all night. 
So anyway, uh, we're talking about the <laughs> solder children. Like 20, to, 20 to, to pick us back up where we left off, the firefighters showed up at 8 a.m. And by 10 a.m., the firefighters said they could not find any remains in a two-hour examination. And a regular investigation may take, I don't know, days to weeks. So another source says bone fragments were found. However, the family was not told of this at the time. And Fire Marshal told George to leave the site alone for further investigation. But George and his wife hated seeing the site. So within five days, George buried it under five feet of dirt. It was going to build a memorial garden. Which this isn't that weird because I, I get that they're grieving and stuff. So they would want to get rid of it. Basically what was left of the house was the basement. And so there's just pretty much a hole in the ground and like ashes. So it was all, all that was left was like a Nintendo and a bong. That's yeah. what I imagine is in most basements. Yeah, but it is weird that they just waited five days. Like, I feel like they would have waited longer to do that. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, he, he uh, before 1945, or, I'm sorry, before the fire in October of 1945, an insurance salesman visited the solder house and told George that his house would, quote, your house will go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed, end quote. Salesman claimed that this was because of anti-Mussolini remarks George made. Dude, can you imagine if a Girl Scout did that shit to you? And she's like, hey, your house is going to burn up and your kids are going to die. You would kick her in the chest like a Spartan yeah, off dude. your steps. That's their shit. Dude, especially in 1945. Dude, if a, if a salesman told you that, dude, it's time to go to blows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder what he did say to that. Because he didn't just like, okay, have a nice day. Like, George dude, had what to can you, Dude, can you even name the, the Italian prime minister? Can you name yeah. him? Capri Fettuccine. Yep. Capri, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit. That's right. Parmigiano. Anyway. So my point is, is like, this guy shouldn't be, I mean, I understand that he's like Italian, the salesman was. But who gives a fuck? You don't even live there anymore, you fucking idiot. So he gets super pissed off, makes this crazy threat. And then another weird thing that happened is a man looking for work was once on the property and told George the fuse box would, quote, cause a fire someday, end quote. Um, that confused George. He had the whole house rewired recently and had had that inspected by a third party to make sure all the wiring was legit. And a few weeks before all that happened, a strange car was noticed by the older Sodder sons and the car was watching the solder children return home from school. Okay, I have a couple beefs. One, dude, if I'm with my brother and we watch some fucking per van watching their children, I'm gonna knock on the window at least, pop the tires, take a shit in the gas tank. It's time to roll the dice, baby. Or tell somebody. At yeah, least just like, write oh, their yeah. license plate down. How many vans are there in their fucking town they live? Also, dude, the guy who's looking for work mentions like that's a pretty suspicious fuse box imagine if you're in an interview carter and you're like well you know if uh if i don't get this job maybe there's a fire dude you'd be like what the fuck did you just say to me dude so that's a pretty fucking ominous thing to say yeah and we know for a fact that he got the electricity or the electrical stuff inspected because he just put a, an electrical oven into the house and just had the like electricians like check yeah, out the wire the electricians were like oh this shit's place this is good. This is yeah, nice. so it all checked out. Was that your Italian accent? No, that was my, my accent. <laughs> That's just his voice. Mamma mia, this electrical is so good. I love you so much. Mamma mia, the electrical is a fine tune. Mario. Anyway, that 
slightly would racist. Would you let Mario from Mario Kart do your plumbing? Yeah. So why wouldn't you let... Dude, fuck you. We can't even save Princess Peach for more than a week. I don't trust that lazy son of a bitch. That's a big fucking lizard with a spiky-ass shell. <laughs> He's at work when that girl's getting taken, though. That's He's, like, true. busy doing his stuff. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Dude, if they had brothers, dude, if they let me ride a Mario Kart, I'd be like, yeah, you do this plumbing. <laughs> if you brought what? the cart... If he brought the cart and he's like, yo, man, you can do a couple laps while I'm fixing this shit. I'm like, all right, dude, I trust him. That's a good business plan. Dude, did we just oh start a business? <laughs> dude, there's no, can you imagine Carter fitting in a crawl space? Six foot six? Dude, Carter can't even fit in a regular car. Sponsored by Gucci's Plumbing. Gucci's. Who are you going to call for your plumbing needs? Gucci's. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Who are you going to call? Gucci's. So, uh. A little bit about Benito Mussolini, the dude that he was hating on. He was uh, the prime minister from the National Fascist Party. He was a socialist, but was expelled from the party for advocating military intervention in World War I. So he became a nationalist. And after he led a march on Rome, he was appointed prime minister, taking the title from Luigi Facta. That's so <laughs> dude, which is so fucked up. Like, Luigi... I guess, talk to the king, and he's like, yo, this dude is just, like, gonna cause some chaos when he marches to Rome. And the king's like, you know what? Fuck you. He's gonna be the prime minister. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, he just... But he was trying to... I guess they were trying to... Uh, Mussolini had black shirts, is what they were called. They are pretty much, like, a militia. And so the king was trying to, like, avoid, like, a armed com uh, conflict. Oh, yeah, so he's, like, bullying officials and businesses. Exactly, yeah. And eventually forced through laws that would enable... A one-party dictatorship. He was attempting totalitarianism, and then his quote was, "Everything within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state." So you can imagine people like in the U.S. that were like loyal to Mussolini would be like super loyal to him, like. But not threaten somebody's kids, dude. My mom, my mom. We lived in a cul-de-sac. There wasn't a lot of parking, and I remember my mom had a barbecue when someone got out of prison. She was like celebrating them, and so. We, they were, we were having this big barbecue. All these people were parked. And uh, the neighbors called the cops because the parking was all fucked up in our cul-de-sac. And my mom, after the cops left, started yelling at the woman across the street. And the woman was trying to sell her house at the time. And my mom said, you'll never sell that house. It has termites. Termites. And she pointed and yelled. I remember her being super fucking pissed. Saying this woman would never sell her house. Dude, no shit. I don't know. I'm not saying it was a curse. But no shit. That house did not get sold for like a decade, bro. It recently just sold. And I'm not saying it has termites, but like my mom cursed her, but my mom didn't threaten to kill her and burn out her house and kill her fucking kids. Honestly, she threatened nothing, termites. Nothing is scarier than an older Hispanic lady's curse. Are you saying your mom's a dictator then? Is that no, my mom is a sweet woman, dude. She loved but, her. But, but, still kind of sketch. Carter's kind of racist. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, uh, so the official <laughs> word on the case, the coroner convened a special local inquest. So we had like a, a jury of people that came and they said that the fire was caused by faulty wiring, even though it had been inspected recently. And back then the coroners were elected in them days, so they really didn't need a lot of experience. They done bullies. How Dude, does that even work? Like, how do you know what he knows what he's doing? Yeah, it could the just be coroner? some asshole. Dude, Thomas yeah. Jefferson just invited or invented electricity not that long ago. How did he know? Do you think Thomas Jefferson invented electricity? Dude, this school system fucking failed this idiot. No, dude. What? You mean Thomas Edison? Or Ben? Ben Franklin? Do you mean, are you talking about him getting shocked by a kite? Dude, that's just a story. 
God damn. Who invented electricity? Did we actually have physical? It just happens. Nobody invented it. Yeah, it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. Yeah, okay. Not Who discovered it? Discovered, yeah. Yeah, so Nikola Tesla had the alternating current, or direct current, and then Thomas Edison had You think Nikola Tesla is just so disappointed by Elon? No, I think that dude's probably dead and he's a ghost. But he's disappointed. Dude, Elon's pretty cool. He's going to the moon and shit. He has like a bunch of kids. That guy fucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, so, uh, so, so back end corners were like, this, this dude didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about and he didn't have a lot of expertise. And one of the jurors was the dude who told George his house would be burned down and his children would go up in flames. So How fucked was that? That's way fucked up. That's the insurance salesman. I also saw something too. I couldn't find like very much information. I don't know if you guys found this, that the insurance salesman was also like, Involved with George Sauter's old boss. Oh, like, yeah. Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's like kind of a big deal because also I I couldn't find it anywhere, but I heard in a few places that um, his boss had taken out an insurance policy on George Sauter. Yeah, and he wanted him like, to take one out on the kids and shit too. Yeah. Yeah, I did read he that. He ended up making money from this thing. And, and George Sauter didn't know. And those insurance policies are meant for like if you and me owned like that plumbing business, Carter, and you were like a valuable employee, we could take an insurance loan out. So if you get hit by a truck, I get a little bit of money. So it's for like really specific personnel. But a lot of companies do that to this day. They had insurance back in 1945. Yeah, Carter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And dude, so. Who, insur- who discovered insurance? <laughs> an asshole. Someone that's trying to just make money. Dude, what, what other service do you have to pay for when you use it? Like, dude, paying a fucking deductible is crazy. Like, imagine if every time you wanted to use your the area you lived, your landlord was waiting in front of the door. He's like, you want to use this fucking rent, bitch? Give me more money. You're like, what the fuck? What am I paying every month for? Dude, insurance is a yeah. fucking scam. Anyway, so, dude, Walmart to this day takes insurance policies out on their greeters and say that they're, like, special employees, even though they're old people because they're mostly old people, and then they make 2500 bucks every time one of them croaks. How fucked is that? That's true. Only 25 I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Still, they're getting money from nothing. That's like for one dollar for every fucking year old they are, dude. Those people are ancient. How much money do you want them to make, Carter? They dial time. Have you ever been on Indeed and never seen a job poster for a Walmart greeter? You don't see that. No, dude. It's they, dude. They they get their regular cashiers, and when they can't walk right anymore, they just stick them in front. Why would they have to walk? They're just standing there. That's a good point. Yeah. The mystery thickens. Anyway, fuck Walmart. So, so after <laughs> so after five classy. days, uh, go ahead. What I said, classy. Like oh. Target's classy. So after <laughs> five days, death certificates were issued for all the children. The funeral was held on January second. What a bummer to your New Year, nineteen forty-six. George and Jenny did not attend, and the Sodders started to believe the official story. Was horseshit. Was total horseshit. Dude, it was total horseshit. Like there's it was no way. They did a shitty investigation. It's like it is like they debacle, bro. Hold on, let's go back to the fire. Like once the fire was said and done, no bones, nothing of any children. Fucking. Well, we'll actually get to that because when they were sorting through some of that dirt, they did find a vertebrae. So we'll, yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, we'll yeah, the, the vertebrae was kind of separate, kind of. It it's kind of a lo- falls along with the heart that was found too, but we'll get to that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, 
It's a little suspect. It'd be suspect if they were like SpongeBob SquarePants and they didn't have any fucking vertebrae. But people have vertebrae. <laughs> so, but no, no, no. We'll get. We'll, we'll get. get well, anyway. Oh, okay. So if electrical problems, so like part of the debunking shit is if electrical problems were the cause of the fire, why were the lights on when Jenny answered the phone? The lights should have went off if there was an electrical fire. And why did all the decorations for Christmas remain lit during the fire? You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. And the ladder from the house was found, like I said, like 75 feet away in some embankment. And then there was like a napalm pineapple bomb found near the house, right? Yeah, and they call it a pineapple bomb because it kind of looks like a pineapple. It's like a little piece of, I think, metal or something. Yeah, it looks like a grenade kind of. Doesn't that sound like yeah. a fruity drink, though? That napalm thing. pineapple bomb? Yeah. Dude, oh, that should does. be our EDM band name. Napalm pineapple bomb. Something like that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny became obsessed with finding um, if bones would be visible after a fire, and she started to burn up animal bones to see if they would burn. They never did. Can you imagine and, without having any contacts be like, this bitch keeps coming back? Especially, you know, dude, what was she doing? She that? started wearing all black after the kids died, so she's burning up these animal bones and wearing all black. Goth. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. like really emo. She's listening to The Cure. Dude, listen, after a breakup, the Cure makes a lot of sense. I went through a breakup a couple years ago. Dude, I would listen to a lot of The Cure and it was a lot better. And now it'll come on my Spotify and I'm like, damn, this is fucking horseshit, sad music. <laughs> I just push next. I'm, eh, yeah. So anyway, so she became obsessed with burning these animal bones. And the fires used in crematoriums are 2,000 degrees and they last for two hours versus the 45-minute house fire. There was a fraction of that heat. They normally burn like three to 400 degrees. Um, and there were a f- appliances that were identifiable after the fire was was had. So they think that, you know, if the appliance, if your fridge lasts or if your toaster lasts, you should be able to find one of four kids got burnt up. So, um, so it, like I said, it could be one 18. What would you say? One of five. One of five. RIP, they're victims. And so during the cremation, bones, you know, 16 to 2,000 degrees. And there's even after cremation, sometimes they found... Um, organs or bone fragments in the ashes. My friend used to call crematoriums creameries, and they're not the same thing. Creameries, <laughs> are you guys? Not to be confused with the cream pie. Thanks, what? Carter. How would you know? So, <laughs> so, Just look that up on Google if you don't know that. So, yeah, it's a delicious delicacy. <laughs> so, my friend, my friend Raw Dog Rick used to call all crematories. Raw Dog Rick used to call all crematories creameries. He'd be like, Yo, dude, let's go to the creamery. And I'm like, this is fucked. Why, Why would he want to go to the crematory? He was just fucking around. He was just joking. I don't know. Why did they call him Rod Rick? This guy is obviously a guy that likes getting some laughs in. Anyway. So. <laughs> and Ginny, Ginny actually talked to an employee from the crematorium. And that's how she knew that stuff. And then uh, also house fires. I guess the average is like 1,200 degrees. Like 1,200 degrees. So that's not nearly oh. enough. Wood burns. Burn bones, yeah. Wood burns at 300 degrees. That's where I'm fucking this up. My bad. Yeah, and so then a uh, telephone repairman they called found the phone line had been cut 14 feet up, meaning, Carter, where were you? December 20, <laughs> 25th, 1945, because the only 14-foot person I know is you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then Dave Atkins and Lonnie Johnson. Dude, aren't those old-timey thief names? <laughs> they, yeah. they were stealing a block and tackle crane. And I had to look it up. It's like a pulley system. Block and tackle. Doesn't that sound like some old-timey shit? It sounds like some yeah. efficient stuff. 
Yeah, dude. He's like, oh, yeah. Did you bring your block and tackle out here to dude. the lake today? We're about to catch some trout. See, speaking box. of fishing, what happened with you cat catfishing? Are you doing pretty good doing that? Hell, yeah. Fun line? Yeah. I never win. He's trying to... Hey! <laughs> he's trying to be a nice guy. And uh, <laughs> so, the night of the fire... They, Sponsored by Catfish MTV. Boop, 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 boop. And so, uh, the night of the fire, David Atkins and Lonnie Johnson were arrested, and Dave went to the army to avoid conviction, but Lonnie confessed to theft and charged 25 bucks. He also admitting to cutting the power line because he thought it was the power line. Really, he cut the phone line. Dude, obviously this dude's related. What are the chances someone's breaking your house while someone's starting a fucking fire? And even if he didn't start the fire, he should get in trouble for neg- like yeah. like negligence or manslaughter because like some of the bullshit he did got someone killed. Fuck this dude. Let's find his grandkids and jump him. Yeah, he cut the power line because oh, he thought it was the phone line. Oh, yeah, I'm Carter Johnson, by the way. Oh, Carter, Carter Johnson. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got somewhere to be. Sorry. I was like, like I gotta go. I thought maybe you had to poop what in your we, What if we were grandchildren? Like, you didn't know. Like, your grandpa just, like, never told you anything. Dude, who knows? Dude, you were six foot six, blonde haired, blue eyes. Your ancestors. I'm brown haired. <laughs> People. Dude, it's blonde as fuck. Anyway, it's this, brown. Dude, your people, hey, dude, your people came through when they were Norsemen, pillaging. People. You tall sons of bitches. You come from the land of ice and snow <laughs> to pillage and plunder. Definitely Norsemen related. You tall son of a bitch. Where Look did at, you come from? Well, I'm a mix, bro. I'm, I'm all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I get a tan, dude. I can dance. Though. You can't tan. I tan really good. Fuck you. Fuck I can you. dance better than you're elongated ass. Let's you're like a skeleton, dude. Dance Put in the right washer, dude. Yeah, I'll, dance I'll do it. slutty. I don't want to. I'm slutty. not trying to Get impress. Slutty. Get so slutty. the children's sightings. <laughs> after the fire, sightings <laughs> began for the children. So sightings <laughs> began for the children. Some said they would see the kid. Someone said they saw the kids looking out of a car window as it pulled away from the fire. And another woman working as a waitress swore she served the kids breakfast the next day and there was near a rest stop between Fayetteville and Charleston um, and then the children were also seen in a, in a hotel where there were two Italian men and two Italian women and five children staying in a large room with hella beds and the woman reported that the men appeared to be Italian. What do you think appear to be Italian? So do you, do you know what my biggest thing about that is? What? It's like every time there's a popular missing case like happening, there's so many false reports. Totally, and that's so why many. the police didn't take these women serious. She took five years to come forward with that info, and like that's that just seems like a clout chaser. 1945 clout. Yeah, dude, she's trying to like take pics, bro. Like what? I don't know if you guys have been up to date on the on the um, Lori Vallow case in Idaho Falls. Or in, oh yeah, that chick's fucking crazy. The one that killed her kids. Yeah. Yes, but do you, do you know how many kid sightings they had of those two oh. kids? A lot. Wow. Why do you? Why are you following that case? I'm near there. I was born and raised near that area. Layer land area. Yeah, dude, that's a crazy story. Dude, you're one of like the seven people that live up there, bro. Congratulations. One of seven thousand. Wow. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so the police didn't fucking believe her, but George kind of did, and she didn't come forward for five years after the event happened. So the Sodders. They started their own investigation. They're taking the law in their own hands, Carter. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sodders <laughs> get yeah. super pissed and write a letter to the FBI. 
and asked for help. J. Edgar Hoover himself, the guy was the dude that was wearing women's panties and shit and like trying to kill communists, writes back and says that it was out of his jurisdiction and the FBI actually wanted to help, but they needed an official request from the Fayetteville Police and Fire Department, but they refused to play ball, dude. They didn't want, I think they were kind of embarrassed that they were doing such a shitty fucking job. They didn't want... No, dude. They didn't want the heat from the Italian mafia. Oh, you think that's what it was? I do. We'll get, we'll get there, you conspiracy son of a bitch. Little Alex Jones over here. Anyway. I so think it's pretty crazy, though, that the FBI was, like, into it. Because I wonder how many cases they get, like, people sending it to them and stuff. And they're like, nah, nah. And then this one, they, like, accept it. And, like, yeah, we'll check that out. Dude, like, it must be pretty serious. missing? Five. That's yeah. a pretty big fucking number. That's true. That's true. Most people, most families only have like three kids. This family's missing five. That's true. Dude. <laughs> it's like fuck. That's they had plenty to spare. Yeah, they had a bunch. So the Sodders hired two private investigators. One named CC Tinsley, which is such an old time name. Hi, I'm CC Tinsley. Hi there. And then uh, Clint he, did something really weird with his hand. No, that's me uh, moving my old timey hat. You fuck. Did he anyway, so he was the one who found out that that bitch salesman was on the coroner's journey and he ruled the fire an accident. That juror helped like say like, hey, this fire is an accident. And Tinsley also found out that the fire chief, F.J. Morris, had supposedly found a heart while looking through the ashes. Morris said that the fire chief said he packed the heart in a metal box and buried it in the dirt near the memorial. I bet the metal box was one of those like, Cookie cans that your mom <laughs> mom puts on the materials. <laughs> yeah. And so Morris also told his local preacher, who told George Sodder. So Sodder and Tinsley get in this Morris guy's face and demand, like, "Yo, show us this fucking heart, bitch!" And Morris took him to where the heart was buried, and that you know some drama went down. Tinsley and Morris take the box with the heart to the local medical examiner. Who determines not only was it not even a heart, it was, it was a, a liver. Caliber. Yeah, caliber that hadn't been in a fire. And rumors were going around town at this time that Morris was pretty open about planting the beef liver. Which why would he do that if he wasn't either he felt guilty and just wanted to end like the sovereign suffering or something like that? Yeah. Or he's hiding something. And he's yeah. obviously hiding something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he's just like trying to cover his own ass because he did such a shitty fucking thing. I bet they back yeah. then he was like, bro. They don't have the science to prove this shit's in the heart. Let's just get this cow liver and let's bury it. They don't fucking need it. Do you think maybe he was just like trying to like hide a bad recipe? His wife made shitty liver that night. He didn't want to hurt her feelings. Like, I'm going to put it in the metal box. I'm going to bury it. And be like, I know the perfect place to make this not look like I buried it. Dude, he was just drunk and just did that. I yeah. thought, like, he I don't hangs know out at taverns, bro. He's drinking 1945 liquor. Yeah, that's true. It's probably straight gasoline. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. So Sodder was going stir crazy and wanted to be more involved with the search. And would travel the country himself on sightings, which kind of reminds me of like the the boys from Supernatural. He's just in an old timey car, just like checking shit. No, yeah. this is Liam Neeson taken, bro. Fucking, you find out your fucking daughter was taken in a different country. Liam Neeson's breaking some necks in France. <laughs> he's just like a seventy year old man. Kicking yeah, dude, he's like in his fucking <laughs> late sixties. So he saw a picture of a ballet dancer that looked like his daughter, and he drove to New York City and demanded to talk with the parents. Who told him to kick rocks? Can you imagine having a daughter that's on a billboard and some fucking six-year-old man's like, I believe it's my daughter. I need to talk to her. <laughs> You'd be like, yo, get the yeah. fuck out of here, you creep ass. You beat him up, dude. Take his shoes. At the same time, if you were there and part of that interview and you were innocent, why wouldn't you want to partake in that? Mm. Just to clear. 
And I want my kid, dude. Don't, want... don't you think you would want to be compassionate enough? Be like, hey, here's my fucking. It depends on how he came yeah. up. If he came up crazy as fuck, like dude, if you were walking down the street and a homeless man's like, I'm the great professor, let me do an experiment. He'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you wouldn't trust him. <laughs> but if he's like, listen, I am the professor. Would you like to help me on an adventure? You'd be like, maybe. You'd think about it. <laughs> you know, it depends on where you're going. Yeah, and that's how Princess Beach got taken by Bowser. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, in Terrible 1949, spice. the Sodder team teamed up with Oscar Hunter, a legit pathologist, and they performed a second excavation of the site of the fire. This time, they found stuff belonging to the children and even found bone fragments that they sent to the Smithsonian Museum. The fragments were determined to be vertebrae, from the lumbar region of this of uh, an individual, so they found different fragments, and they were all from the same individual. And the fusing of the vertebrae led the Smithsonian to believe the person was 16 to 23, which is weird because the oldest missing child was 14, and the bone did not have any signs of being in a fire. One thing, though, that was supposed to debunk this is that it, the dirt that was planted there was supposed to come from a recent cemetery near the area. Dude, oh, what I are the chances? Dude, yeah. what are the chances of the fucking dirt you're using though have another dead person in them? That's suspect. From a cemetery? Dude, you know, this. what if this dude is, like, hiding bodies for the mafia? You know what I mean? Like, he's hiding, that's part of his deal. Like with and the he dirt. just hides it in there? But I would think if he was going to hide but it. But he does it all over. Maybe that's, like, his construction sites. They're all fucking hiding bodies. This isn't a construction site. It's, like, a memorial, though. No, no, no. But, yeah, he poured some there. But he's usually hauling dirt for construction sites. Maybe he's hiding bodies. And, the one, and, the, oh, okay. and it was known that the dirt came from a specific cemetery. Yeah, the, the oh, local okay. cemetery, Mount Hope. And the bones went back to the Sodders after the Smithsonian got done with them in 1949, and their current whereabouts are unknown. unknown. That seems like some shit you might want to put somewhere you can fucking find because it. Because I feel like that was debunked so long ago that they were like, yeah, whatever. And now it's like, oh shit, we could probably steal it. Or they could pull DNA, because Sylvia's still alive. Sylvia was two years old when this happened, she's still alive. They could pull some DNA and see if it was related to her. They got on Ancestry.com. Like, to the, this day, she'd have to be pretty old. She's oh, she's 69. fucking ancient. She, her, I know her daughter. 69. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Because she was only two, so in 1945, she was born in 1943. Okay, so she's a little older than 16. I thought you were supposed to be really good at math. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can see this kid's eyes are rolling in the 19, back of his Okay, so 1943, it's 2020 right now. That's 77. That's still not that fucking old. Yeah, she could, yeah she's probably still alive. Or yep. could be. So, in 1950, the governor of West Virginia and the police state superintendent closed the case after calling it hopeless. Why do they got to say that? Like, it's hopeless. Why can't they just close the case? Dude, Fucking Carter got, bought a max, matchmaker and she said the same thing. She's like, it's <laughs> hopeless. We're never finding somebody. She didn't even meet me yet. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the photo and she's like, it's enough. So the Sodders put up... But I put my height, though. I'm not always Ooh, that does. Uh, so Sodders put lady, up flyers. Six foot six. Dude, what do you can you look up someone on Tinder? You can't, can you? No. Damn it, you could have shouted that out. Maybe you get some girl who's desperate enough to give you a shot. So the Sodders put up flyers. You don't need to be desperate. You just need to be horny. <laughs> <laughs> and Carter's always horny. Oh yeah! You know how the Hulk's always angry? Carter's always horny. He can barely <laughs> drive a car. The steering wheel hits his dick. You wouldn't like him when he's horny. <laughs> you wouldn't like him anyway. So the Sodders put up flyers and offered 10k award. Back then, that's the equivalent of a hundred and seven thousand dollars. This this in today's money. Jesus. Yeah. The economic power of money though is kind of fucked. Yeah, but the price of a of a Lamborghini Gallardo back in two thousand eight was only ninety four thousand. So I mean, why did you look up a car in two thousand eight? 
for the price. I was looking up the cheapest Lamborghini they made. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a Lamborghini. Yeah. Clinton, okay, ladies, Clinton equates a Lamborghini Gallardo to five of his own children. No, I don't. Because people are victims. So, so George went to St. Louis because he heard Martha was living in a convent there. George also went to Texas where a woman claimed to have met two men who claimed to be Maurice and Louis, the missing kids. The men spoke to police and denied they were the missing sons. And George wanted to speak with them too, but they refused. He also went to Florida where Jenny had distant family and he made the family prove that the kids they had were actually theirs. I don't know how they did that. I don't know if they like looked through a photo slide of them going to Disneyland or like how you prove a kid's yours. It's probably you. you a like, birthmark or something. Oh, or you call them by their middle name when you're mad at them. That's how I always do. I was in trouble. Yeah, Clinton J. See like, how badly they flinch. Yeah, that's true. It's Clinton Small Dick Ovia. Get your <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so in 1968, Jenny received a letter from Central City, Kentucky, that read that read Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, L L I L boys. A9132 or 35, end quote. The photo looked like Lewis, the missing kid, if, if he was in his 30s, and the man was in his 30s, and they shared a strong resemblance, but there was no return address. Why would someone fuck with this old lady like that? Dude, I think this one could be legit, though. Why would someone send to all her? of them? To not give... What is L... I love Brother Frankie. Who the fuck is Brother Dude, Frankie? Dude, so if they were taken... <laughs> if, if they were taken... To somewhere in the U.S., like, once they got old enough, they could just get out and go, like, be like, hey, I remember, like, the oldest one was 14 years old. They could go, they would remember their parents. Yeah, I, would, I remember a lot of stuff when I was 14. But if they were taken to Italy, which these numbers, A90132 or 35, are actually, like, they resemble, like, Italy zip codes. Oh. So I think they were taken to Italy. Ooh, maybe. And so they couldn't leave. Yeah, and the Sodders, they erected a, a memorial and billboard looking for the missing children. And the billboard stood from the 50s. Until Jenny died in like 1989 or 1980, or I'm sorry, in, in 1989, another private eye was also hired, but he disappeared after the investigation started. So he might have just took their fucking money and bailed. And George died in 1969, and Jenny in 1989, so she lived 20 years without him. And after the kids were missing, she wore only black. You imagine, bro? So, dude, she, they were, kids were missing in 1945. Do you think she was looking in the closet being like, <laughs> black pants, black shirt, black skirt. Black Dude, how many pants. years is that though? 1945 to 1989? A lot of fucking years. That's 45 years. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of time to fucking be wearing black. I bet she had to buy so many of those lint rollers to make sure no one could see her pants. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's fucked up. Dogger. RIP. Yeah, so what do you think happened, Jake? Dude, so I think, so you said the private eye that was hired disappeared in the investigation. Yeah. So I said that the. Whatever that one, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, little boys, and it has that zip code in it that could be from Italy. That private eye was actually investigating that tip when he disappeared. So I think he could have been killed by Italy. And uh, people said that it may, it may have had to do with the mafia, but Mussolini was like a fascist uh, totalitarianism or whatever that is. Yeah. Totalitarianism. Anyway, he's a dictator. So he was trying to control the whole country. So he didn't support the mafia. It was like a police state. So I think these people took them, took them to Italy. But and do you know how much money the mafia was bringing to Italy at that time? Well, that's true. It's kind of like, nah. <laughs> no, go ahead. He could have been fine with uh, the mafia, yeah. So so the thing about the mafia is 
The mafia were involved in a lot of trades and unions. And this guy is a haul a truck driver. He owns his own trucking business. So they they do believe the mafia was like trying to get this dude to join or be like or like extort money from him at least. Dude, at least his parents like he dipped out at Italy at thirteen. So what do you think? He, I think he had Italian roots back in whenever he was thirteen and had to leave. His parents were probably like, "Hey, we're probably getting some deep shit right now. You guys need to go." When you're 13 years old, are you going anywhere without your fucking mom and pop across the country? Maybe the parents were dead. We don't know a lot about them. I wonder why we don't know a lot about them. That's I bet, George, yeah, I bet that's, that's something George never wanted to admit. That's true. That's true. It is sketchy. I think that, and I'm not being a fucking hater, I think the kids died that same night. I think they bought You think them. they died in the fire? I do. I do, uh, I do think they died in the fire. Not one remnant that's found of them. No, this is what I think, dude. Because they said Jenny's brother was a firefighter. I think Jenny and F.J. Morris... Might have talked about it. We're trying to spare this family the hardship. They want to give them some hope. Like, yo, these guys are still alive. Or maybe they were just so bad at their fucking job. They didn't know the kids were dead. They couldn't find any bone fragments. I think these people just looked for the kids forever. Yo, why were those kids, when they turned 50, not like call their mom and be like, yo, mama, I'm still alive. I'm working at the meatball factory. You could easily get brainwashed and be like, when you're 12, be like, I don't remember shit. You could get brainwashed, you dumb motherfucker. (laughs) Dude, especially in... Clinton's the most toxic person I know. Oh, Carter, please don't. Do you really think that? Yes. Oh! Okay, back to the story. <laughs> so, one thing. We'll edit that out. <laughs> I want to go back to the Dave Atkins and Lonnie Johnson. Dude, the guys that cut the. They stole the tackle and crane, which I don't know why they. Or block and tackle. And I don't know why they stole that. But why, why did he cut the phone and power line? He never said why. Why were they there? And also, the night that, that this happened. Some passerby said that they saw fireballs being thrown onto the roof. Why didn't the guy investigate that? Dude, I, I don't know. They didn't investigate anything. And then this guy definitely did it. Like, Lonnie Johnson was convicted of stealing the uh, block and tackle. So he was definitely there that night. Yeah, that's true. And, Dude, he, and he was charged 25 bucks. Like, we don't know if there was snow on the ground. Yeah. At that time. They could have yeah. followed the tracks. But maybe the fire melted snow near it. Yeah, but still, there would still be, like, that's even, true. like, outside of that. They would have to stay within that circle. What I don't understand yeah. about like the the dude stealing shit is if he thought he cut the power line, why didn't he meet Jesus? Like, don't you? If you cut also, a, how do you how the fuck know. do you steal five children without none of them peeping? That's true. But see, I think they went when they went to do the chores. That's when they took. Oh yeah, they went to like, like bring in the horses. Yeah, they yeah. went outside. They were I don't like, think they got stolen from the house. There's no way. That's a really good point. But when the house was on fire, the kids they didn't hear the kids say anything. They didn't hear the kids scream. Yeah, and you hear yeah. like you see people like ah. It's getting really hot, daddy. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And all the girls Horrible. in the bars are like, Clinton's coming out! <laughs> <laughs> like, is this bar closed? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think they'll ever get really closure on this. They'll never really know what happened. Um, the youngest daughter, Sylvia, is still alive. She's an old lady. And her daughter has pledged to continue the search. But really, everyone that knows shit or could break this case wide open is so old or dead. I don't think we'll ever really know. Unless, unless the only thing I think they could bring it up is Ancestry.com. If Sylvie got on like one of those DNA testers where they could tell where people are from, maybe they could find out the story that way. That's the only hope that this really has. Yeah, good luck to her. Sponsored by Ancestry.com. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're going to play. We're almost done today. We're going to play a fun drinking game. And then the loser has to read a story and take a shot before they read a story. The story was written by one of us. And uh, 
I'm gonna pause real quick so we can grab a beer and then we'll, we'll go. All right, we're back from Carter taking a pee apparently. And so now what we're gonna do to end the episode is something we're gonna try out. They're gonna rock, paper, scissors and then the loser is gonna have to chug a beer and then they're also gonna have to read a story that was written by one of us. Maybe you'll be able to guess. And then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna end the episode. So Carter and Jake are gonna rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. I thought it was rock paper scissors shoot. No. We okay. Just what the fuck? Rock, we just rock paper scissors. All right, Jake, you lost fair square. Slam this beer, this uh, Bud fuck. Light. Just crack it open. Sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> Stop saying sponsored. <laughs> we're gonna get sued. Maybe we'll get one eventually. Yeah, eventually. Oh, he's slamming it. It looks ice cold. I hope he doesn't get a brain freeze. Sponsored by YouTube. Is it done? Uh, no. It's like half of it just finished. He took a break. Did you, Dude, he, it's cold. There's only one way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Just slam he it. He just queezed to a butt light. <laughs> just what? Queezed. What's queezed? You mean queasy? No, you can queeze. I don't think you can. You can be queasy. But you, you can queeze. <laughs> you can be queasy. But you all right, all right. Jake finished it. Good job. So I'm going to give you this story to read. Read it. The best you can. It was written by an asshole. And we'll go from there. Uh. Oh. You know what we should do? What? You should pause it real quick. <laughs> In college, I would have done anything to make money. I would have sold feet pics, but my feet were gross. I had a friend who worked at a pizza shop. He put in a good word with his boss and hooked me up as a delivery boy. The shop was a hole in the wall. The workers were a ragtag team of patchy facial hair and addiction to energy drinks. They were nice though, and the pizza was good. My first night, <laughs> God damn it! My first night, the manager told me I would go on a ride along with the the next pizza guy that pulled up to the shop. The phone started to ring, and he rushed to grab it. I decided to take this time to go out to the parking lot to take out the trash. When I faded, when it faded, teal. Honda CRX pulled up. <laughs> the window rolled down, and looking at me was a yellow-eyed man in his late 20s. He had a visor on, the kind we had to wear in the shop in bleach greasy hair. A cigarette was hanging out of his mouth, and he said, Get in, guy. I ran around to the other side, and he opened up the passenger doors. <laughs> passenger door, beer, beer cans trickled out, and I sat down. Should you be drinking, I asked, noticing an open Paps blue ribbon on his, in his cup holder. No, I only drink when I smoke. The yellow-eyed man looked at me and smiled, revealing some teeth that were discolored and some were missing. I swear I saw something in his mouth, but it was probably just the smoke from a cigarette. Let's go, he said, zipping off, or taking off out of the empty parking lot. The old Honda zipped through an alley and began to barrel down the busy road. The car smelled foul, a stench like I had never had the stomach before. What? A stench like I had never had the stomach before. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Flies buzzed on a few pizza boxes, Drew up about the back, the small back seat. I hoped a customer would not see this. It's kind of wet out tonight, I said awkwardly, hinting that he might want to slow down. Always is, the pizza boy said. I thought that this was quite weird because it was late August and we hadn't had some rain in quite some time. What's your name? I asked him. Jason, he said, his Honda engine still roaring. You been here long? I asked. Too long, Jason said, and he began to, get, he began to laugh loudly, his mouth wide. I saw a flash of P.F. brown teeth, and this time I saw a centipede run across his smile. This time, my phone began to, began to buzz. It was the pizza shop. I answered it. Hello? I, I asked, trying to hear despite the noise. Where are you? My manager asked and sound panicked. 
I went out. I, I went out on a delivery with Jason. I answered, but he died. The manager whispered aloud. Dear God, he got another one. The manager screamed. Ah! <laughs> Dead delivery boy. Dead delivery boy, and he was taking on a ghost ride. Uh, that was a good story. That's a pretty good. I wrote that in like 15 minutes. I wrote that as soon as you told. Like I wanted to have one ready when you guys would go. Yeah, it's not the best story. What do you want me? To, I know how to end it. If you guys, if you guys want to send us your creepy stories, we'll read them at the end of the episode. We'll read them, dude. Especially and if they're saucy. We'll be drunk, so it'll be fucked up. But yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake did a good job though. He has his, a sultry voice. But we want to thank you guys for listening to Gucci's podcast. This episode is episode two. two. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Gucci's podcast, and feel free to shoot us an email at Gucci's podcast at gmail.com. Um, I rate nudes on my personal. <laughs> <laughs> like, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. If you have a bad review, uh, I mean, just give us a five. If you have a bad review, just send us a message. Don't be a fucking us. hater. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, listen, for every email we get, I'm promising you, I will send you a saucy pick of Carter. I promise you, you'll get one. So thank you so much, and you guys have yourself a great day. I'm Clinton. I'm Jake. Carter. Have a good day. Cheers.